and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, there's Chuck, there's Josh, let's go. Key West, Florida. Dateline. Uh, Southernmost point to the United States. Smuggler's Island. That's what it's called sometimes. Yeah, because Key West, obviously, just the location itself, mm-hmm. is going to lend itself to smuggling smuggling stuff in from other places by boat. And it, I mean, it has. like it's It was a pirate haven for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But apparently that the local population really took to that and just kept it up. But like over time, what they were smuggling just kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And at this point in question, this point in history that we're going to kind of dive into right now, it had become marijuana and cocaine. Those were what was being smuggled through Key West. The glorious 80s. Keys of cocaine in Key West. Shortest shorts you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I imagine so. Yeah. Uh, so these the drugs were coming in through South America, through Cuba, and then uh, obviously from there, it's a, it's a quick 90 miles mm-hmm. to get to Key West. There's a report from the UPI in 1983 that, uh, quote, crews on fishing boats brazenly unloaded bales of marijuana. High school youths made big money driving the contraband 150 miles northward to Miami. Mm-hmm. Drug dealers held lavish champagne parties at Pier House, the posh waterfront hotel. Mm-hmm. So these kids were driving this stuff up and just sitting in the back of their pickup trucks. Well, yeah, around the island in particular. I think when they left to drive it to Miami, they sure. were a little cooler. But it They'd was throw a tarp over it at least. wide open in Key West at the time. Like the local law enforcement, the local um, uh, like city government. Yeah. Everybody seemed to either be directly involved in smuggling or turning a blind eye to it, probably because they were getting kickbacks or whatever. Wasn't there a fire station that was shut down? Yeah, because so (laughs) many firefighters were busted for marijuana smuggling that they had to shut the thing down. And one of the fire chiefs was actually put in prison for it. Amazing. So by by 1982 at the latest, if not earlier, the Reagan administration said, this totally contradicts what Nancy's saying. We're going to do something about this. And they set up the uh, South Florida Task Force Against Crime, which doesn't really create any kind of good acronym, yeah. which I found a little disappointing. S-F-T-F. You got to have some A-C. more uh, vowels in there. Yeah. Come on, Ronnie. Right. So by 1982, he, uh, well, not he, yeah, Ronnie alone. I'm sure he named the organization too. <laughs> he, they intercepted $2 billion in drugs coming through South Florida in just 1982 alone. Imagine how much they missed. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. So they were really cracking down. They also, like, basically took over the city government, um, investigated the police. Like, they really went into Key West and the Keys in general and said, we, we're cleaning this place up. And that was $2 billion in street value. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, that always cracked me up. That's They used to always say that. Yeah, I think they kind of inflate that to make themselves look very street sure. value. It's like the manufactured suggested retail price. <laughs> MSRP. Yeah. So one of the things they did uh, on this task, task force was set up a border patrol uh, checkpoint. And between the, you know, the Florida Keys are off the mainland of Florida. Mm-hmm. So they would set it up between the Keys and the mainland. At Florida City. Yeah, just uh, right at, there at Florida City on Highway 1, uh, just south of that. And basically, effectively, what they did was shut off Key West mm-hmm. from the rest of the United States. Yeah, they that raised— That was the only way in and out. They raised the border up above the Keys and basically made the Keys like another country. That's, ostensibly, that's exactly what happened. And the Keys did not like this very much. Should we take a break? Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Chuck, so the Border Patrol is now basically doing drug searches because they were saying ostensibly we have this roadblock mm-hmm. to keep migrants from coming through illegally. Yeah, that was sort of their, how they dressed it up, right? Right. But Illegal they, aliens. But they were looking for migrants. According to, uh, I think, FloridaHistory.org, they were looking for migrants in the glove compartment right. or under the seat of the car or something like that. So really it was part of this drug crackdown. And, I mean, that was bad enough that they were masquerading, you know, one thing for another. But the effect that it was having was really negative on the Keys in general, and Key West in particular. Yeah, I mean, they, they rely a lot on tourism. Uh, you couldn't get in or out. There was a 17-mile traffic jam. <laughs> Can you imagine? I thought it said 17 minutes at first. I was like, well, that's not that bad. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'd just drive right into the ocean. Yeah, 17 miles. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, you know, hotels are empty. Restaurants are not doing any business. Bars are not doing any business. Right. Which was a big deal there. Uh, it's on, you know... It sounds silly to talk about restaurants and bars not operating, but when that's a big part of your income, sure, it's a big deal. So they said, we've had enough. They got together, mm-hmm. and they filed an injunction against the U.S. Border Patrol. This was the, the people of the Keys, the government of yes. the Keys. Yeah. The community, the people at large mm-hmm. said, we're doing this. They took them to federal court in Miami. The court said, no, nah, you, can, you can keep that roadblock. Mm-hmm. So the mayor of Key West, Dennis Wardlow, which... I looked him up, and I fully expected him to look different than he looked. Oh, really? Yeah. I expected him to look kind of like a Jimmy Buffett type. I did, too, and he didn't. What does he look like? He looked sort of square. Did he look like uh, the evil banker from It's a Wonderful Life? Because that's no. kind of the opposite <laughs> of Jimmy Buffett. No, but I fully pictured like a guy in like a Hawaiian shirt sure. and no shoes and long hair. But he, he, he looked square, huh? He looked a little square. That's fine. But it was 1982. He did that in short shorts. Okay, <laughs> but um, suit and tie. <laughs> so the the press is there. He leaves the courthouse after the defeat. And they said, you know, what's going on? What are you going to do? And he says a very eye attention grabbing, ear grabbing thing. Tomorrow at noon, the Florida Keys will secede from the union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he had a sense of humor. He did, but he also had a lot of follow through on his sense of humor. Too. Oh yeah, it wasn't just a joke. No, because the next day, people showed up to see what would happen, and at noon. He came out and he said, okay, first things first, <laughs> the, the Key West is no longer a, a part of the United States. It's its own independent nation called the Conch Republic. Yes, a sovereign nation of the fifth world. Yeah, and there's this really great Atlas Obscura article about the Conch Republic. And they, they describe the fifth world as, um, so you know, the first world, second world, third world is yeah. the one everybody And we should say of. this is an outdated... Uh, Cold War thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the United States and its allies were first world. The Soviet Union and its allies were second world. Uh Unaligned countries or developing countries, third world. Fourth world were people who were stateless. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard that before. I hadn't either. Apparently, Dennis Wardlow had because he said that the Conch Republic was the first fifth world nation. Pretty pretty smart. Which existed as a state of mind. He said, we exist as a state of mind and aspire only to bring more warmth, humor, and respect to a planet we find in sore need of all three. That, by the way, you guys don't know this, was an exceptional Dennis Wardlow impression. (laughs) He sounds exactly like me and vice versa. That's crazy. So he officially changes his position uh, from and his title from mayor of Key West to prime minister of the Conch Republic. (laughs) And I felt like I'd heard this somewhere before. But I might just be thinking of other crackpot weirdos like Sealand and the pineapple cult. There's a history of people that do things like this. Really? 
Yeah, and we've talked about a lot of them. Okay. Remember Sealand? Yeah. Not impressed? No, I, I had forgotten about them. Did yeah. they declare themselves sovereign? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Out yeah. Out there in the ocean, it was like a floating was, uh, barge um, or something. Uh, can you start your own country, I think, was the episode. Yeah, that was it. That was a good one. So, uh, Prime Minister of the Conch Republic, and he had a mock secession, a declaration of war on the United States right off the bat. That's a big one. He declared war, and uh, it ended with loaves of... Cuban bread being broken over the head of a man dressed as a U.S. naval officer. That was the war of aggression that yeah. the Conch Republic inflicted on the United States. Yeah, so they're having fun at this point because the press is there. And this is the whole point, is they're trying to get press. They are. They're trying to draw attention to the roadblock. They're also yeah. trying to draw attention to their tourism. Um, and then after after a minute of this war, <laughs> Wardlow officially surrenders the Conch Republic to the United States and um, he went to a Navy base and surrendered. Right. And then requests a billion dollars in aid, foreign aid from the U.S. <laughs> to rebuild after the war. Pretty great. It is great. Of course, the U.S. didn't give him a dime. Did, no. you, ever, did you ever see that movie, The Mouse That Roared? I did. It was Peter basically Sellers. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guarantee Wardlow saw that. Probably. Um, so he, they, the U.S. didn't give any of this foreign aid. There wasn't a cent given. But that roadblock ended... Almost immediately. Yeah, very quickly afterward. So it had the effect that he was looking for. That's right. And they still celebrate it today. Uh, they will issue a passport to you for the Conch Republic. I saw, and I couldn't verify this, I saw the same thing in multiple places. So, you know, it's like, eh. Sure. That they'll stamp your passport. Oh, really? Which I'm like, I, I'm sure they do, but do you want them to do that? Because I could see um, eh. U.S. Customs being like, what is this? Your passport's void now. You can't just go stamping a passport with whatever you want. <laughs> I, that's what I would think. But, of course, I'm no fun like, at all. There's a Pokemon stamp on the next page. <laughs> right. I probably shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> oh, I imagine that Customs has seen a Conch Republic stamp. I, I, how about this? If we have any Customs agents for the U.S. listening— okay. If you get your passport stamped with a Conch Republic or some other made-up mm. stamp, Pokemon, whatever, like, does it yeah, what do you invalidate do? your passport? You know, customs officers are famous for their sense of humor. Sure. <laughs> They're just tickled by just about anything. Uh, so they also fly a um, a flag with the motto, we seceded where others failed. This is just... And then every April, they they celebrate still. They're a little nutty down there in Key West. Well, they are island people. Yeah, they celebrate the independence of the Conch Republic still in April. Yeah, for like nine days. And I looked, there was a Any guy chance named, to party down there. Right? Sure. There, there was a guy named Peter Anderson who uh, was the f- f- uh, prime minister. Mm. No, I'm sorry. He was the secretary general of the Conch Republic, and he was like a guiding light keeping things going, and he died. But they still still do it. I thought maybe they would have discontinued it, but no, they still keep it up. Have you ever been down there? uh, Yeah. I've never been to Key West. I did not realize they don't have beaches, and that's what we went there for, and we were kind of surprised. Is it just like little rocky islands? It is a rock. And, buddy, if you like to fish or scuba dive or drink— you're going to love it down there. If you go for beaches, you're going to be unpleasantly surprised. I like to drink. Yeah. Well, you should take up scuba diving or snorkeling. Not too. much of a fisherman. Never it is scuba like dive. Fisherman's paradise there. It's it's one of the most otherworldly looking places I've ever been. It's like a out. rock coming out of like the ocean. Uh, uh, yeah, an ocean so 
blue, it doesn't it it, it doesn't even look real. Amazing. It's a neat place. And That's like there's a really crazy awesome like gay community there. I'm sure you've seen on CNN yeah. on New Year's Eve. That's right. Um and it's just a cool place. It's a neat place. But right. I like the keys in general. Oh, one other thing. If you go down there, there is a museum. I think it's just called the Key West Museum. Mm-hmm. But it has Does Hemingway or No, there's Hemingway's house. This is different. Okay. This is some weird, clunky museum that it's almost like somebody who's never been to a museum (laughs) said, I'm going to put a museum together, and this is what they came up with. Uh There's rooms where you're like, is this a storage room or is this like (laughs) part of the museum? It's in an old stone fort, but there's this one exhibit. There's a bunch of them. Uh, There's Robert, the famous doll, um, who's like haunted and cursed. They have him there. It's really neat to see. Mm -hmm. But there's one exhibit that is just amazing. There was a famous Key West resident who engaged in necrophilia for decades Mm -hmm. with the love of his life. Oh, boy. Could not let her go. Oh, boy. Um, And there's like a whole thing on him there that's really neat. And they like redid this mannequin that he basically turned his wife into trying to preserve her. Wow. It's definitely worth going to. Well, if we're plugging very quickly uh, weird museums, mm-hmm. I should plug the Museum of Umbrella Covers. <laughs> what? And that is on Peaks Island, Maine, right off of Portland, Maine. Okay. Take the ferry out to Peaks Island. Sure. Go to the Museum of Umbrella Covers. Not umbrellas. Umbrella Covers. Umbrella Covers. I didn't even know there was such thing. Put your umbrella in a little sleeve. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> this lady's got a bunch of them. <laughs> so there you have it from Chuck. That's right. Uh, if you want... No, we don't do that on this, do we? No. Short stuff out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.